Hi, everybody. I'm Jim Ford. And I'm Mindy Horn. And this is The Lantern Cast. Episode 64. Thank you for remembering that, because I just told you a couple of minutes ago, and I've already forgotten. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Tonight, tonight we have a, we're going to have a few people on the show. Mindy is going to be starting the show out with us. Mindy, you were fortunate enough to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. So we're going to talk all about that. But first, who are you? Tell us about yourself. I am a Green Lantern fan, just like all the listeners out there. I live in California, and I've been going to school for teaching, and uh, hopefully we'll get a teaching job this year. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Now, as as you probably heard on past episodes, when we have a guest on, we like to ask them trivia. Yes. <laughs> so, so <laughs> in order for you to be an honorary lantern caster, you have to you have to, you know, completely successfully answer all of these questions. Or attempt to, right? Well, you have to actually get them all perfectly <laughs> correct for for this to go through. Okay. So, okay. Question number one. Oh, and this is, was it Lantern Trivia Contest, Lantern Cast, Trivia <laughs> Lantern thing? I think that's the name of the segment. I don't remember the actual name. Okay, question number one. Name three comic movies that have come out in the last two years. In the last two years? Yes. So we have Iron Man 2, Iron Man 1, and Dark Knight. Dark Knight was, was that in the last two years? Thought so, I could be mistaken, but if not, I think Incredible Hulk was? Yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Awesome. Okay, so, yeah, because I, 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 if you get it in, in the, the range, basically, that, that's good enough for me. Okay. Okay, so your next question, who will be playing Green Lantern in the Green Lantern movie? Ryan Reynolds. Woo! <laughs> Very good, okay. So far, so good. Question number three. Who is the star sapphire of Sector 2814? Carol Ferris. Yes. Wow. This, I should have made these questions a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is, oh, this is question number four, what is Abin Sir's home planet? Oh, uh, <laughs> I should know this one. Um, Ungara. Yes! I... <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, four for four. Okay, the last one. The last one's kind of a gimme. Question number five. You have to recite a fact that only a fangirl would know. I have no idea. <laughs> this is so people listening at home, you know, think, oh, yeah, she actually is a fan of, of comics and, and geek culture. Oh, in order to prove my fangirl status? Yes. Oh, I see. I don't even know where to reach for that one. Star Wars, Star Trek, any sci-fi, basically ever. Like a fact about it? Sure. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not even sure what kind of fact would be appropriate, but... Basically, something where if a geek told you this, you'd be like, wow, that person knows that because they're a geek, and like the average person probably wouldn't have caught that. It could be about comic books, too. Well, now I'm thinking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop thinking of it. Um. <laughs> Just don't think about Star Wars. Oh, well, now that you said that, I can't not think about Star Wars. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, don't think about Green Lantern comic books. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I don't know. Something that comes into mind is that um, the fact that Mogo kicks ass is really awesome, and I don't think everyone knows about Mogo, so I don't know. <laughs> that's something that comes to mind. Okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> I don't think that's a good answer at all. <laughs> oh. You well, put me on the spot too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, congratulations. You got five out of five. It's a perfect score. So you are an honorary Lantern caster. Woohoo! <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> okay, so San Diego Comic Con. Yes. <laughs> well, what, did you have a good time? Was it was it okay? Um, okay is not the word to describe it. It was absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah, this was my favorite Comic Con I've ever been to. So I really enjoyed it. I think it was a combination of like the panels that I went to or the events they held. And even the people I met there were just so fun to talk to. And uh, so all of it together just made the experience so much fun. And there was so much to do with Green Lantern there, which, you know, there's usually not this much. So that made it definitely a better experience. So, yeah. How many years have you been going? My first Comic-Con was in um, 06. And unfortunately, I did get to go last year, so this was my fourth. So, like, when you go to a convention like this, like, oh, I know when I go to a convention, some of the biggies are, you know, getting commissions from artists, seeing if, you know, like, toys and things like that, you know, just seeing what they have. Like, what what's your focus? Like, what, what do you, like, you know, look for the most when you go to a convention? That's funny, because um, everyone I meet at comic-con i ask the same exact question because i find it really fascinating everyone goes for different things yeah for me i enjoy attending all the panels that they have i like um seeing what projects are coming up next or hearing how someone enjoyed working on um whatever film or tv show or comic book whatever it be so i enjoy the panels i love walking the floor a lot of booths have fun things you can do at them sometimes. And, of course, there's always the freebies. Those are fun. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody likes free stuff. That kind of stuff. Uh, this year I did not attend any movie premieres, but I sometimes do. Those are enjoyable as well. They usually take place really late at night, and this year I just I was way too tired to do a midnight showing. Like what, what kind of movies would they would they premiere? One movie I saw they were going to be showing was um oh what's it called it's the movie that has to do with the scarlet letter oh oh like the modern day yeah oh don't remember what it's called yeah i got tickets for it but i decided not to go oh easy a okay yes yeah i think (laughs) that was one of them but yeah they just have a few movies that are going to be coming out and that's cool yeah like i I've, i've heard like legend of neil was premiering their first online episode there. Oh, neat. But, uh, yeah, I didn't actually know that they had, like, movie premieres there. Yeah, um, a couple years ago, I got to see Superbad um, quite a few months before it even came out, and in the audience was um, a lot of the cast members. (laughs) And then afterward, it was funny, because you could hear Seth Rogen laughing throughout the entire movie. Oh, God. And then afterward, the entire cast was just up there for a Q&A session after the film. So yeah, it's interesting the things you can do at Comic-Con. And I mean, I, I bet I don't even know half the things I could attend, but they go on behind the scenes. So such a wide range of things to do. 
whatever your interest is. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, what what were some of the panels that you were able to catch? This year, I um, I went to Danny Elfman, Jeff Johns. I went to the Warner Brothers panel. That was very fun to attend. The Emerald Empire, True Blood, things like that. So I didn't do too many panels, but I thought I did enough. That's cool. Yeah. The the True Blood panel, did that have some of the, uh, the, the cast? Yeah, it had almost everyone, which was really surprising. And I loved to be able to see them because I've never been to a True Blood panel. So <laughs> that was really fun. And, and in fact, while I was sitting at the panel, they passed out a ticket to redeem later. And I got a full bag of True Blood stuff. So even better. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you you actually went around the convention and you were so nice to pick up things for, for me and some other people on the forums. Oh, that was really fun to do. Was, was there any, like, exclusives or anything like that that you were trying to get for yourself? No. I don't, I'm not really much of a collector myself. I'm always trying to get rid of things. <laughs> 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 no, I, I didn't really pick up anything for myself. So when you go to the, the conventions, you don't have that, like, that mentality, oh, my God, I have to get to this booth because they have this exclusive and I have to get to that booth, like, you just go in free to have a good time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that stress on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. I definitely talked to a few people who that's what drives them to go to Comic-Con, and they're so passionate about it, and it was really fun talking with them. Just kind of getting an insight to uh, this world, because I'm not a part of it, you know, the picking up the exclusives. It was really eye-opening, so. Yeah. Collecting is a harsh mistress. <laughs> yes. Yes, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And uh the original art, you're not that into that scene also? No, I I've never never done that. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, that's 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 like a that's got to be so liberating. Just you go in and you see what you see, you meet what you meet and, you know, you go to the panels. Yeah. I mean, there's some stress to try and get into certain panels that you know are going to be really crowded. But I feel like I don't have, um, like, I don't have to be worried about if I don't make it, that's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world. So, but with the collecting, I can definitely see how that can be really stressful. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like I'll I'll say for the past few conventions I've gone to, like the collectibles, the uh, exclusives haven't been like so amazing that like you have to like work yourself into a frenzy trying to get them. Yeah. But, you know, like, when you're trying to get on somebody's, like, list for a commission, that that can definitely, uh, that could drive a man gray. Oh, I bet. Or getting in line for autographs or something. Yeah, yeah. Did you get any autographs or anything? I got Jeff Johns twice. <laughs> nice. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> was he wearing his, his Green Lantern hat? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole time. All four days. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, yeah, he actually has, I think he said three of them he has multiple hats of you know the same design and uh unfortunately they don't make that anymore so oh god are you kidding nope <laughs> no we shared that at the panel because he always gets compliments on his hat but uh he i think he bought he said two more when he knew that they're discontinuing it so oh man you know i see him in that hat i'm like and i always say if I was going to get a Green Lantern hat, that would that be the would one. That would be the one, exactly. I really wish I had that hat, but oh well. <laughs> Life goes on. 
try and buy one of Jeff Johns's extra hats off of him. <laughs> oh my gosh, how amazing. <laughs> so, you know, with the the panels that you had gone to about like what's coming down the line, did you learn any like exciting secrets that that you can't wait for? Um, I can't really say they're secrets because they're leaked all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Something that Johns had talked about, which I had read prior to going to Comic-Con, was the Larfleys Christmas special. Yes. And so he went into that a little bit more, which I the detail I hadn't heard about. That was fun to hear. And um, he had also mentioned the possibility of making a Dextar romance story in valentine's day so that would be interesting so (laughs) (laughs) we'll see how that goes but um everyone was pretty excited to hear more about you know larflees and dexter and a lot of the other characters that people have really connected to so every once in a while someone would ask a question involving those two or you know i actually didn't hear any questions about saint walker which was (laughs) i guess a little bit surprising because i feel like a lot of people admire him so I, I think he, uh, St. Walker, was a very interesting character when he first came on the scene. And, like, now, ever since Blackest Night ended, he's basically just been burying people. Mm-hmm. So people are just like, yeah, let him keep doing that. <laughs> we'll just let him do what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And maybe focus on somebody like Larflees a little more for the time being. Yeah. Everyone's pretty excited about Larflees. <laughs> yeah. So, like, your your reading habits of Green Lantern, do you read it on a monthly basis kind of thing? No, definitely not. I, I pick it up when I can, which is not very often, unfortunately. Um, I would love to be reading more, but school just did not let me do that at all. And then so far, summer hasn't been very relentless either. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I, I can relate. Yeah. When uh, When I was going to college, I had started collecting Green Lantern in, like, when the Kyle run started. And... <laughs> From that time that, you know, from when that began until the time that Kyle's run ended, there was only one period where I'm like, you know, there's a couple of issues that I may have, I may not have, and that was when I was going to college. Yeah. Just, yeah. Make, it happens. <laughs> between time and making it to a comic book store, I can understand. And money. <laughs> yes, yes. Everything. So, so you have not seen the Dexter origin? No, I have not. And I, I've been reading all the posts on the forum about it, and I really want to pick it up, but I just have not yet. I see. Well, eventually, I'm sure you'll get a hold of yes. it. Yes. Oh, for sure. So you mentioned that there was a lot of Green Lantern stuff at the the convention. The one thing yes. that I saw was, like, a really, really huge Green Lantern power battery. Oh, yes. I, <laughs> I wanted to take it home so bad. <laughs> It was really fun, and, you know, it was in one of the main aisles, so, you know, everyone just walks by it constantly, and so I must have passed it, you know, 40 times within my time there, and almost every time I passed it, there was someone, you know, charging up their lantern <laughs> which was really fun to see, just how many people were really excited to see that giant lantern, but it was huge. It was really cool. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Green Lantern and charging up their rings, whenever you go to a convention, like one of the things that you you subconsciously take note of, even if you're not like you know actively taking note of, is like you know how much uh, how many people are wearing like Green Lantern shirts or you know costumes and things like that. Like what what did you see? 
um, I noticed so many more Green Lantern shirts and costumes, which was amazing. Because now people are dressing up in all the different Lantern Corps colors. And I think that's really fun to see. I wore my indigo shirt the first day and then a green shirt on Saturday. So I was sporting Green Lantern twice or just Lantern. (laughs) But uh, I saw so many costumes. I'd say the most common color for a costume would probably have been blue and shirts too, blue. Really? Yeah. And I saw a lot of uh, Blue Lantern Flash shirts too. So. Oh yeah. That just came out like within the last month. Oh, the shirts did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were everywhere. Yeah. But uh, black shirts were really popular, too. And orange. <laughs> so blue definitely took the cake. I would say so, yeah. And then I'd say least would be violet, and then above that would be indigo, sadly. But you, know. but, but you, were, you were spreading the indigo love. Yes, so I, I felt okay about that. Yeah. Well, I think I think the fact that, you know, not much is known about them. Yes, very true. I think that's definitely the case. And also the cores that were represented a lot have really strong characters in them that people really have been liking. So, yes. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. OK, so I know that there was a lot of merchandise that that was seen on the floor. You don't collect yourself. But, like, was there anything that you saw where it was like, oh, man, if I did collect, I would totally be getting that? Yes. And I'm so glad I have the filter not to collect everything I see. (laughs) Yeah. Because I would be so broke. At the DC booth where I spent the majority of my time, the figures were so incredible to see. And I, within the whole entire weekend, I probably spent two hours just drooling over the figures so (laughs) (laughs) passing by or just looking at them and um talking to the people there so that was really fun but like I said I'm I'm glad I don't just buy anything I I actually was looking at a website earlier and they had like some really nice photos of the blackest night and brightest day figures yes the the Mera figure the brightest day Mera I love that one. That's my favorite. That's like, that's an incredibly sculpted figure. It is. And the detail on it, and I love how her clothes are so, I guess, shimmery is the right word. Yeah. It's very, you know, they kind of glisten. And it's really, it's a really attractive figure. I really like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was impressed. Definitely impressed. Yeah. They're all wonderful, though. I th- I thought the figures were just incredible. Did you see the display of the multicolor power batteries? The small display or the large display? I think the answer is yes, but I'm wondering which one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm referring to the the larger display right now. Oh yes, the colors were a little confusing, but it was fun to see the batteries. They were up above, like behind the counter. The violet. And, the, yeah, the Violet Lantern really looked more magenta, I thought. Okay. And the Indigo Lantern looked purple. Yeah. But they were really fun to see. I liked those. Now, something that, like, I had kind of had, like, a, a wonder as far as, you know, they have all these power batteries up there. And they're all, like, kind of higher up so that way you can't, you can't really get a good look at, like, the tops of them. Yeah. So what I'm wondering is... 
do you think it might have been possible that they just took seven or eight or nine green batteries and then just all spray painted them the colors that they were going for? That's what I was somewhat wondering because they didn't, to me, they didn't look exactly like they would have just come out of a, like a mold. Right. But I mean, I can't know for sure, but that it, that did occur to me. I wasn't quite sure if it was, um, if they were done by hand or, you know, if they were just modified. Right. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be talking about this a little later on with Mark, who will be coming on. But when I saw those pictures, it's like, oh, man, they're doing the rest of the power battery, battery props. And the first thought that goes to my head is, oh, my God, I don't think I have the space or the money for this. <laughs> that was not the first thought that entered my mind, but I can see that occurring. <laughs> But the second thought that goes through my mind was, well, wait a second, like, okay, most of them look like they would look, but the violet and the indigo, like the indigo lantern from the comics is like a staff. Yes. We haven't really seen like a power battery. I wonder if they will put out something different for indigo. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. And like, it would make sense if they just came out with these as kind of like, you know, placeholders to let everybody know that they were going to be making them. And then put out, like, you know, more finalized versions down the road. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, thank you for confirming my suspicions. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It gives me hope that they will come up with a little bit more accurate batteries for those those are the last two. Yeah, I, I do hope so, but I don't want to rag on them or anything, but I'm hoping for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, maybe I should hope that they don't fix it, so that way it deters me from wanting to buy them. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be my filter for not having to buy all those collectibles. But you only said deter. Will it stop you from buying them? <laughs> There's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, Mindy. I think I've taken up enough of your time. <laughs> Was was there anything else, like, about the the convention that you would like to pass on to every, anybody else? Nothing really comes to mind, but I definitely suggest anyone to try to make it out to the next one, if they possibly can, because it is incredible. Wonderful experience, so highly recommended. Excellent. Okay, Mindy, thank you very much. All right, thank you very much. And hope, hopefully we'll be able to have you back on at some point. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, bye. Okay, and that was Mindy Horn. Thank you very much, Mindy, for coming on. And now we're going to take a quick break and going to come back with Mark, Mark Marble. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. But those who worship evil's might, beware my power. Green lantern's light. Okay, everybody, and now we're back, and how you doing, Mark? I'm doing pretty good, Jim. How about you? I, I'm doing well, and it, it's been a, been quite a while since you've been on the Lantern Cast. How you been doing? It's been about since November, I think, actually. How's, how's the game doing? How's the game going? The game is doing pretty well, at least from my standpoint, from a passion point of view, like everything else, like hobbies. I think you kind of ebb and flow, and after Blackest Night, you kind of have to catch your breath a little. Right. But I'm I'm excited about it. Always have been. It's a little bit more now because I've you, you 
like if you add things to the game, I added some more slots to the game, like special abilities, which are just unique for each core. So I think that helps. And just these, even the storylines that are going on now, especially in Green Lantern, related to the collecting of the entities. Right. That I've added a lot of items and missions related to that. And so I'm excited about Green Lantern, as always. And I think it, whether you like him or not, and I do like him, but a lot of people seem to complain about Jeff Johns. But the reality is he adds, he's brought a lot to the game. And there's just, and from a, even from a creative point of view related to our game, that it's certainly almost every issue there's stuff you could add to the game from it. So that's a big plus. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. For the listeners that are wondering what we're talking about, you, uh, you and, is it Jesus? Jesus. Jesus. It is Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mark works in conjunction with Jesus to put, to do a, to make a great Green Lantern game on Facebook. Lantern Core War. Lantern Core War, yeah. Lantern Core War because you can actually play as, is it, is it any Lantern or is it still just like eight of the Lantern Cores? The, the White Lanterns are not playable yet. Depending on how Brightest Day turns out, I might change that. By the time we wrapped up Blackest Night, I didn't think at the time certainly there was enough to be able to make the White Lanterns equal play value as the others. So as, as it goes on, there's a chance that maybe I'll add them in and have them playable too. But right now it's just every core of the emotional spectrum plus the Black Lanterns are, are playable cores. Right. Okay, very cool. So... Yeah, so if you want to play a Green Lantern game for free on Facebook, that is definitely that's that's your your number one option right there. Yeah, so check that out. Uh, do you have a, a link for, or a website address, Mark? For the Lantern Core War, or just in general? I don't have the link in front of me for Lantern Core War. Usually, if you just punch in Lantern Core War into Facebook, historically it has found the game. If anyone's interested in joining and they can't find the link, they could just try to friend me on Facebook, Mark Marble, M-A-R-B-L-E, and just mention the, the game in the message, and I will accept you and send you an invite to the game. That's that sums it up nicely. Very cool. Okay. Yes. I, I at one point, played rather often. Uh, now, now, at this point in my life, I, I don't play too many games on Facebook or actually off Facebook. I haven't, uh, I haven't actually started up my Wii since I moved. <laughs> marriage will do that to you yeah yeah definitely so yeah so that that's an awesome game uh we mark mark you've been on the the show in the past but the last time that you were on i am 99 percent positive that we did not give you the lantern cast trivia contest thing you are correct okay so you know if we have somebody on once then we should do the trivia thing but Every once in a while, it slips through the cracks, and, you know, if we're going to have somebody on two times, then <laughs> you have to answer Lantern Cast trivia. You know, it, it's it's just, uh, it's a must. So, I got a, I got a few questions for you. I, I think I think you'll do you do pretty good with these, but... Uh, I hope so. Okay. This is the Green Lantern Trivia Lantern Cast contest with trivia for Green Lantern Lantern Cast trivia. Contest. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so, question number one. What is the number 
of full-size power battery props that are currently available for sale. Now, are we counting the different variations? Yes, we are. Okay, let's see. There was the the first Hal Jordan one. Right. There was an Alan Scott one. Yes. There was an Abin Sir one. Yes. They redid Hal to make it all metal for the Justice League. Right. And they have the Sinestro Core, I mean, the, the Sinestro Core battery, which hasn't come out yet, but has, but is available for pre-order. Right. Perfect. <laughs> There's one more, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Well, full-size, though. Oh, you said full-size. You were correct. You were correct. <laughs> had I said not, you know, had I left out the full-size, then what would be the, the extra one? Uh, Kyle's. Yes. Which I do have. I can't believe they haven't made that one full size. It just cries out to be full size, but <laughs> yeah, like when they were coming out with that, it was like, oh man, I would love to own that, but it's it's miniature. I can't, you know, <laughs> you can't put that next to Hal Jordan's power battery. It just, uh, it's just silly. I've I've actually considered making myself a uh, a full size replica of the Manhunter battery. Could be interesting to go along with, but to go along with your Red Lantern. Well, yeah, that that we gave away. That was uh, <laughs> <laughs> good riddance. <laughs> okay, so question number two. What was the first Green Lantern action figure produced? I'm going to guess it was from the Superpowers line. And I am 99% positive that you are correct with that as well. I, I can't imagine it being at anything prior to that. No, because they never did Amigo Hal until they just recently, when they redid the line. Not that those figures, those new Amigo figures, they don't look that impressive. <laughs> I, I, you know, I bought the Hal Jordan. You know, yeah, it's it's not as great as the the original Amigo figures, but I mean, it's still pretty damn cool. That's cool, and it is good that they they kind of brought back a lot of the stuff, even like the Star Wars figures, trying to put them in their original Kenner packaging. I think all that's kind of cool. Yes. Yes. Okay, so, now now the, the questions get a little harder. <laughs> okay, who is the predecessor of the Green Lantern from the planet Bolivax Vic? Bran Willa? Yes, yes, you got it. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe anybody could have remembered that, but, okay, that was a tough one. Okay, next up. Name three Kyle Rayner ex-girlfriends. Jade, Alex. Yes. Oh, Donna Troy. Okay, there we go. That's the three I was thinking. Yeah, for some reason, Donna Troy just slipped in my mind for some reason. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the girl from the Ion 12-issue um, series. They weren't really like a, an item too much, though. This is true. Not, there wasn't much from that series that kind of has been memorable anyway. <laughs> So, your final question. Green Lantern Stell has a habit of getting his ass handed to him by being taken apart by anybody that passes by. Who was the first to kick off this habit? Was it Krona? Is is that, like, a shot in the dark, or do you actually remember the story? Because it is correct, but I'm just wondering how you were able to get there. I vaguely remember the story, but... It was mostly a shot in the dark. Okay. Well, I'll allow it. You got five out of five. 100% you are an honorary lantern caster now. 
Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> okay, so that, that's pretty good. We're batting uh, batting a thousand percent. Everybody that's that's ever done the trivia contest on the Lantern Cast, everybody always uh, passes with flying colors. That's a good thing. I, I would say so. Shows it shows that our listeners and the people that we get to come on the show, they they know their stuff. Now now we're going to transition because now I should I should probably explain. I know Mark from the game. You know we started talking because you know I was very in- intrigued by the game and and even now like what the game is you know just like having a game out there for Green Lantern is something that I think is very cool. But you know me and Mark have talked quite a bit and. I've learned that Mark has a passion for the Green Lantern collectibles, probably even more so than me, I would say. Would you, would you say that's about correct, Mark? I think you're selling yourself a little short. I think, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you're just as passionate as I am about it, but I appreciate that compliment. Well, you know, like I, I figured, okay, well, here's somebody who, you know, who follows the stuff as, you know, as much as me, basically. Let's talk about... San Diego Comic-Con, like, what what products are coming down the line? You have a nice handy-dandy list. We're going we're gonna to go down the list, and uh, we're going to talk about what's coming, you know, in the future of Green Lantern. The things that I think both you and I are probably really intrigued with the most was the fact that they unveiled a Comic-Con of these mock-ups of full-size battery rep, battery prop replicas of all the other Lantern cores that they haven't done so far. So like we talked about before, they did all the, they've done Hal Jordans before and other variations of Hal, of Hal Jordans and Abin Sir and Alan Scott. And we know Sinestro's, the Sinestro core battery is coming out, I think October, but they unveiled full-size battery props of all the cores, including white. So you have white, black, star sapphire, orange, red, blue, I think I got them all. I hope. Indigo. Indigo, yes. That's the one I. There was a reason why I was going to Indigo last, since a lot of people seem to be upset that it's not a staff, which does make sense if they're trying to, if they're trying to represent individual power batteries. And yes, it should be a staff. That's pretty. I found that very interesting that they're going to do that. I already know which ones I definitely will get out of that batch, which ones I might get, and which ones I probably won't. But there wasn't a re- as far as I know, there was no release schedule yet for any of these for next year. Nor is there a price point, though. I, unfortunately, we probably can use the Sinestro one as a litmus test for what they're probably going to be like. Right. What did you think of the batteries, Jim? Well, the thing that that I had you know been wondering is, you know, are these just mock-ups where you know like they just took a they took a few of the say Sinestro core batteries. And spray painted them the colors that they you know needed to be, threw it up there and said, okay, this is what's coming down the line. And the only one that they actually you know took the uh, the time to produce something different was the red battery, which may you know for all we know be the next battery that they do put for pre-order. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you mentioned when we were talking via email the idea that you don't see like a like a, the aerial view, so you don't know if they really did a full mock-up where you see the the, the insignia of the, of the respective cores on the top of the battery, or it's just supposed to be a placeholder for now until they come further down the production line. Right. To me, anyway, I assume 
that based on the price point of these, there's no way they can really release m- more than two of these in a year. Well, I mean, yeah, that would be nice, but I, I have a feeling that we're probably going to be seeing one of these a quarter. I suppose that could be doable. I mean, I think that, but it's still, I mean, it's still asking a lot of, I mean, of people, but especially with the with the next battery item we're going to be talking about, that that's a lot of a lot of batteries coming out in a short period of time. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's 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 definitely true. But when you look at the like the bus line, like the the Blackest Night uh, bus, which I'm sure we'll get to, you know, those are going for what is it, sixty dollars, seventy dollars a piece? I think that's the retail, and obviously, like on DCBS, I think I believe they go for like forty-seven, sixty. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if if those are, I will say say they're sixty bucks a piece retail, and they're coming out like once a month. Then you know, in four months' time, you're looking at you know two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, that's going to add up. Next year's going to be expensive for Green Lantern fans across the board. I think, unfortunately, we unfortunately and unfortunately, we kind of have to accept that. <laughs> I mean, we know there's a lot of interesting products coming out. With not even mentioning this, the products that will be coming out tied directly to the movies next year overall is just going to be a very expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. The power batteries, like, when they announced the Sinestro Core 1, like, you know, automatically it's just like, oh, man, I want that. But uh, they think the retail price for that was 325 That might be right. It was pretty steep. I mean, almost every place I've seen it is discounted. Obviously, right. DCBS seems to have the best price for it. Absolutely. I mean, you, you kind of gave me the tip, which I appreciated <laughs> on that one. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty pricey. And then, so that's... You can multiply multiply that by the number of batteries that we still need to if you if you one was to complete the set that's a lot of money. Oh yeah, yeah. Like e- even if the DCBS price was two hundred and thirty eight dollars. So I mean, you know, okay. So I have the I have Hal Jordan's green battery and Sinestro's battery is on the way. You know when that finally comes out, but then that still leaves seven more batteries. Seven times two hundred dollars. Fourteen hundred dollars in in Green Lantern power batteries. That's true. Do you think you're gonna complete the set? You know, it's so much money. It, it it's really gonna depend on how often they come out. I think. You know, because like if they're coming out like twice a year, then I mean Christmas and birthday, right there. That's that's basically what that is, and you know that's how it's gonna be for the next. Uh, Three three and a half years, basically. Right. Which is why I don't think that they're going to do it, like, two a year. I think that they're going to speed it up so that they don't have to wait so long to get them all out. You know, like, if that's, if that's, if that's how often they're coming out, once every, you know, six months, that that's somewhat doable. I mean, the other thing, obviously, is the space issue. And I'm, I'm not even thinking about that right now. Neither am I. Okay, so if they're doing, like, even if they're doing them, like, uh, once every quarter, then the, you know, that's still going to give them a lot of time to rework some of the batteries, like, say, Indigo, and produce a staff instead of just a power battery, or, you know, something that's more akin to what was shown in the comics for the Violet Lantern. True. That's my thoughts on that. I mean, I look at the list of the batteries that still haven't come out, and the way I, I mean, from a personal standpoint, looking at the ones I absolutely know that I, I absolutely know I will get. I will get the blue, 
I will get the red, the orange, and the white. I am leaning towards the black just because it would be kind of cool to have, even though, of course, we know the individual individual black lanterns didn't have power batteries. Right. But the indigo and the violet, I'm not really sewn that maybe to complete the set, but those are the two that I look at and I go, I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and even the blue one, isn't the, the handle of the blue power battery in the comic like shaped more like that the blue symbol? I think so, but we've only seen it like didn't we only see it like that one time? Can they all recharge the rings, the individual ones? I think that was the only time that we actually saw the blue battery was when all when they all charged up together. There was also the time in I believe it was Green Lantern twenty five. Yeah, the it was the panel with the you know, one of each power battery. Oh yes, that's okay, that's true. Yeah, but they like you said, they do have kind of like tweak it and customize Right. things with each individual battery so hopefully they'll do that yeah yeah I, I mean as it is regardless of what they do you know for release schedule and everything i think it's pretty much a lock that i'm going to be buying the red power battery i would like the the orange one a lot and if they have the orange one it would just be so funny if on the bottom it actually says larflees it's so funny that you just said that because I was just about to say that that's what they should have. <laughs> and and like the white one would be very very cool to have, but like if the blue the blue power battery is not going to have the handle like the way that it is in the comic, then like that may help me be able to say you know what maybe I don't need that one, you know. And for the same reasons as you with indigo and violet, you know, the violet like battery like the 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 crystalline type battery that we've seen in the comics is such a cool design I don't I I can understand why they don't want to make that one because it's much easier to just go with the same mold yeah that the, the crystal version is very cool looking that I would definitely want to own that's true if they knew that then then the violet will probably move up on my list to one that I to, that I will probably get then yeah so let's uh, let's go to the next item on the list Next item on the list will be the mini lantern batteries and ring set. Yes. And basically what that is, it's a it's a small scale version of power batteries for all the cores, including white. And the and again, based on the descriptions that they on the little cards next to the items that you saw from Comic Con, it's kinda up in the air to me whether the bat whether the batteries come with the ring too, again, or whether it's just will display the ring from the LED set, which is just about to come out. But but either way, it's a small replica of all the individual power batteries. There's a slot in the base where an, an LED ring will rest, and it comes with a key, which also has the core symbol, the respective core symbols on it. Mm. And the release schedule for this, I don't know if, it's, if April is the first one, because there are two, based on looking at the signs, there were two batteries that didn't have a... That I don't have a release date for. So either either one could be in, the first one could be in March, or this will carry over into end of December. Because the red replica is supposed to come out in April 2011, the green is in May, orange June, blue July, black is August, indigo is September, October is, the, is a mystery, so that can either be yellow or violet. White comes out in November, so then the question is whether it ends in December or whether there was one in March, which might have been the yellow. 
But either way, it looks like the complete set of the mini batteries will come out and end next year also. And from what I heard, somebody, somebody supposedly asked one of the representatives during Comic-Con how much these were going to retail for, and what they were told was $40. It would be $40 each. So I don't know if that's something you can set in stone or anything, but that was the suggested or rumored price point for the individual mini lantern batteries. Wow. <laughs> so multiply that and add that to everything else, and here we go. Yeah, but $40, if it's $40, then the DCBS price is probably going to move it down close to 30 bucks. This is true. Now the question is, okay, well, but I guess if you don't have any power batteries, it's a very simple decision. You don't buy any large ones, and you just buy the small ones. That's true. If you don't have anything invested in your collection full-scale-wise, then you might as well just say, oh, now I can get all the mini ones and cost a lot less money. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a cool collection to have. I think it, going at that price, I think I'm probably going to end up picking up the green one. And I don't know, maybe I'll end up picking up the black one because, you know, like I really, really like the, the full-size black power battery. It's very, very cool-looking even though it didn't actually exist in the comics. Right. That's the only problem with getting it would be, to, to like like with the Indigo. I and mean, the Indigo, in, in theory, could look really nice when they do the battery, but unless we see something that it would indicate that Indigos carry batteries beside the staffs, then it really doesn't mesh. Yeah, so by that standpoint, you know, if you're going to have eight power batteries, you know, full size but not black, then getting the smaller black power battery replica would be a really nice placeholder. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> and I, I think it all it does come with the light-up ring from the uh, the set? I think it does, too. I actually think it does, too. But the only thing that gave me pause was just because they could have been, in theory, saying that, just trying to show up, make it sound like, oh, the Mini Lantern batteries and the LED ring set, as in just showing them both together because they kind of will work together. But I agree with you. I think they're supposed to come with the another version of the LED ring. Yeah. Yeah, because, I don't know, it seems kind of odd that they would sell something with a little hole in it, you know, for the, the ring. Unless it comes with, like, you know, the power battery and the key, and the key goes in where the ring is, unless you have the set of the light-up rings, which can then go in the spot where the key is. That's a possibility. Huh. Okay, I don't want to... Sp- yeah, I don't want to speculate on this anymore. Just going to keep on trying to wrap my head around how they're going to put this out. <laughs> oh, what's next? Mattel, in their DC Classics line, they have a subline, a subset, which I believe comes out in October, which is just Green Lantern Classics. Right. And this was kind of leaked a while ago. This was leaked, I think, maybe like three or four months ago. I know it was on like Big Bad Toy Store, it was available for pre-order briefly, like for like a day or two, and it was, and then it just disappeared. But basically, it's a wave of DC Classics, which are all Green Lantern related, and that the first wave is supposed to consist of Kyle in his current costume, Mongol, Black Hand, a Manhunter, uh, Sinestro Corps members, Low and Mash, which will have interchangeable heads and hands, I believe, the hands, too, because you're only getting one real figure, So, but you can make them either member. And Black Lantern, Abrin Sir, even though the display at Comic-Con said 
an answer on the base. So that kind of makes you wonder. But it's always everywhere you see it solicited as Abinsur, Black Lantern Abinsur. And the connective figure is Arkillo. And unlike the DC Direct figure, which is coming out soon, this is Arkillo without battle damage. So he has his finger and he has his tongue. <laughs> that's cool. Well, no, that's like, uh, you know, you have the DC Direct Kilowog, and then you have the Build-A-Figure Kilowog. Now you're going to have the DC Direct Arkillo and the Build-A-Figure Arkillo. <laughs> that's true. That's what, in, in my mind, that's one of the ways you can justify, I guess, using Arkillo as the Build-A-Figure choice. It's just because in the beginning, at the end of last year, they released that DC wave, the DC Classic Wave with Jon Stewart and Cyborg Superman, which all built kilowatt right so at least now you're going to have one in perfect scale to that and you know without the battle damage but to me the, most of the figures in this lot in this first wave are really questionable i mean they, we just had a kyle in his current outfit come out in blackest night to me it would have made more sense if you're not going to do his classic uniform use one of the ion uniforms ion one or ion two i haven't seen any pictures of, of mongol so we don't i'm assuming it's the, it's the sun again so you can assume it'll probably be another Sinestro Corps member of Mongol, and we're getting that figure. So this will be a new sculpt, but it's still the same figure. Black Hand, we've just had a second Black Hand figure. Manhunters we've had before. The Sinestro Corps, kind of like the, the pseudo two-pack, that's kind of cool. And even an Abin Sur as a Black Lantern, that's kind of cool too, even though I think I'm kind of getting perilously close to being Black Lanterned out. <laughs> we seem like fail of Black Lantern figures, since that's what we're getting mostly in the Blackest Night wave. Right. And I guess if they continue this, which I'm sure they will for a while, hopefully they'll have like the entities or something as Build-A-Figures. Even like Anti-Monitor in the Sinestro Corps outfit, that would be kind of cool. I just hope the figures aren't complete rehashes or more... I just thought... As the first wave, it would have been more interesting to throw in a few figures that we really haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah, now, the, the Kyle Rayner, is this the one that showed up in the Toy Fair preview? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, now, I saw that figure, and I've seen the, the Blackest Night DC Direct figure, and, you know, like, I am, I am prim primarily a DC Direct fan. You know, I like the DC classics, the way that they look. But as I've mentioned numerous times on the show, like, I can't justify that price point for a mass market toy. Right. But I have to say, that Kyle Rayner is, I think it's much better looking than the DC Direct version. It might very well be. I mean, I like the sculpt, too. I mean, I think all the figures look good that I've seen the pictures of. Again, I just, some of the, I think, why not do Kyle Rayner as Parallax? Do something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be very cool. That would have been a cooler figure that... I mean, to me, I mean, I like the whole idea of build of figures I don't have that many. I, I, I have Kilowog, like we just talked about. And the only other one I have, which is a build of figure is actually not the DC, it's Marvel. Marvel Legends, when the Red Hulk was a build of figure Oh, wow. Yeah, I got a really, it was a really good deal on eBay that I got the entire wave, including the variants. And this was like, a, I think, a year and a half ago now. And yeah, build I built the Red Hulk. That's a really cool figure. So I like the idea of the build of figures. But to me, to really get to pe people to really keep buying these, at least to try to get a complete set of whatever wave you're in, either the figures themselves have to be really cool, or the build of figure has to be really, really cool, where people are going to say, okay, I don't like this figure that much. I don't like this one that much. 
but I really want, I need all the pieces because this figure is really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now, if they had done, like, a build-a-figure of, like, the Spectre as a Red Lantern, that I think that would be very cool. Or even how Jordan is the Spectre a big, on a big scale. That would have been cool, too. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to go for that. No, I think they're trying to avoid that, but I'm just saying just from the look. But, yeah, the Red Lantern Spectre would, would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of the entities, but, I, you know, like... I don't know how big that they could reasonably make them, you know? So, like, do you really want to settle for, I don't know, like, the, like I, I could see, like, the Butcher, you know, being, in, you know, reasonably sized, but for Parallax, I mean, Parallax, like, the logistics of making a Parallax Build-A-Figure, he's got, like, all those arms, he's enormous, you know, that that might be a little uh, a little too much, you know, because they they like to cut. They've been cutting back on plastic for years. That's true. You know, like the build a figures at Toy Biz, you know, years ago. Like, I I still have the build a figure Galactus, which is like this amazing, crazy large figure. And then, like, you know, a couple of years later, it's like you know, Proteus, and he's like slightly <laughs> slightly larger than a regular figure. But they they did have, and I think this was only like a. I don't even think this was two years ago. But they did have, in the Marvel Legends wave, when the whole line was Hulk figures, they had Fin Fang Foom as the builder figure. Yes, but Fin Fang Foom, as enormous as he was, like that was that was literally like insane. I wanted that so bad. <laughs> but the figures themselves were like, I don't know, like sixteen, seventeen dollars a piece, and Fin Fang Foom was the builder figure for two waves. That's true. That is that is true. There were two ways. Yeah, that I mean that that was that was like an example of like the most perfect build a figure that you could possibly have. But they priced it so high that, you know, just killed it. I know, I think I got I have like no more than two figures from that wave. I know I have Doc Samson, but I don't know and I don't know if I have anybody else. I re- and I even remember when uh my local target was like clearancing them out. And it was still like you know ten bucks a figure, and I'm like, wow, that's that's still a sizable investment, and they don't even have everybody. I kind of thought that in a way it would have been cool if they had made the Blackest Night figures like build a figure, like pieces in those. Then you could have gotten away with building larger figures too. Like, what do you mean? Like, you, they could have done like maybe every single wave of Blackest Night figures made a figure made an uh, with a build you know, had a piece of a build a figure, or maybe every two waves. I think you really wanted to make a big figure, like every two waves of the Blackest Night figures would like build one huge thing. Oh, like from DC Direct? Yeah, from DC Direct. I thought that would have been a cool... I, I thought, in a way, that they could have... To try to motivate people even more to like complete the entire set and not just pick and choose which figures you want. I thought that would have been kind of a cool thing they could have done. Yeah, that, that would have been smart. That definitely would have been smart, because I know I only got like the, you know, the select figures that I really wanted. And, you know, like another thing that, you know would have been cool as if the they picked a few characters who were, you know, somewhat generic to the point that, you know, you collect all the pieces and you can build a build a figure. But if you get this e- extra character, it comes with like an alternate head and torso. So that way you can build a second. That would have been a, that would have been an interesting choice as well. Yeah, so that's that's the first wave of the blackest the, the Green Lantern Classics series from Mattel, right? That's, I think, scheduled to come out in October right now. Have we seen any any figures for the movie yet? 
I don't think so. I don't think they had anything at Comic Con which was related, which was toy related to the to the uh, action figure wise. I know they mentioned they one of the things on the list was they mentioned the video game coming out next summer, the Rise of the Manhunters Green Lantern game, hmm. but I don't think they showed or showcased any physical toys from the movie yet. Hmm. Maybe they'll wait for Toy Fair next year. Probably will. So what else do they have? We kind of mentioned it earlier today or when we first started talking, and it's been mentioned before. I think Chad mentioned it before about the Blackest Night, the Blackest Night bus, which start in January. That they showed you more, a little more detailed pictures of like the first, I think the first, let's see, the first five or six, because Hal Jordan comes out in January 2011, Black Hand in February, Star Sapphire. Carol Ferris in March, Atrostis appears to be April, Laura Flea's May, and Black Lantern Batman June. Then if you were to follow the list, they don't have actual release dates next to these figures. It looks like St. Walker would come next, <laughs> White Lantern, Sinestro, and then Necron. And I think Indigo 1 supposed to be one in the list. And I'm not sure if they actually announced every single bust in this, la- in this line yet since it goes the entire year. But those are the... Those are the highlights, anyway. And those busts do look pretty cool. I mean, I know I'm getting at least a big chunk of these. Really? What are you getting? Are you starting off with the Hal Jordan? I'm getting Hal. I'm not getting Black Hand. I'm planning on getting Carol. I will get Atrocitus, even though I'll be honest with you. I'm not necessarily, based on what I've seen of the sculpt so far, I'm not overly impressed with right. it. But I will get Atrocitus. I'm definitely going to get Laura Fleece because that looks cool to begin with. Uh, Black Lantern Batman does nothing for me. St. Walker's a given. I love St. Walker. White Lantern Sinestro is pretty much a given. Necron, if it's a nice sculpt, I'll probably get. And Indigo One's the same way. If it's a nice sculpt, I'll probably get it. But Necron's kind of on the on the borderline for me. Yeah, I think for the mo- for the most part, I'm definitely gonna skip these. I mean, they're they're cool looking, but I mean, even with the discount, forty forty bucks and change. It's it's a little steep, and it adds up if you want to get a bunch of them. I like I like the Larflees one. I saw that design. That's very cool. I think if I'm gonna get any of them, that's like that's number one on my list. I like the Carol, the the Star Sapphire bust. You know, I, I like the colors. I actually do like the costume. I know it's sacrilege, but you know I like that costume. The only thing about that one, and I think I've said it last episode is that if you look at the face she almost looks like meg ryan with the lips (laughs) i you know like they've only shown her from from one angle so it's hard to really get you know a a clear idea but like i don't want a bust of meg ryan it's just so (laughs) that just creeps me out and i don't want that so you know like if they show more design you know more uh, pictures of it which i don't think we're gonna see before they, uh, you know, oh, probably not. have it for pre-order, yeah. So that's it. I, you know, like, I probably am, I'm, I'm definitely not going to pre-order it. Maybe if I see it in the store, you know, but at that point it's going to be 60 bucks, whatever. That's tough. It is. I mean, it's another one of those big investment kind of deals that uh, even though you're not committed to getting the whole set, it's even if you only get half the set, it's still going to, you know, it's still a big chunk of change right there. Yeah, no, it's like, what I was thinking about the other day was with the power batteries, the, the the lantern power batteries. 
at $240 for a power battery, I mean, the amount of action figures, the amount of Blackest Night DC Direct figures that you can get for the same amount of money, uh, man, you can't think about that. You cannot think about that. Like, I'm getting the Sinestro Core battery. I could have had, like, you know, a couple of waves of figures. <laughs> oh, man. But it's a more... but. It, I guess you can justify it because it's more of a rare collectible and a unique collectible as opposed to getting like the third version of Black Hand or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's very true. Yeah, like the the green power battery. I've had the the original How battery for years now and you know, that's one of those things where people that, you know, even if they're not really into comic books or they don't know much about Green Lantern you know, it's like they ask, it's like, oh, what's that? And he explains, it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. As opposed to like, oh, and then you have a bunch of toys over there, you know? True. It's it's definitely a more, um, it's a collectible that transcends the genre better than action figures, I would say. It's a good conversation piece, you're correct. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially once you've, like, if you put, if you put the ring on their finger and go press it against the face of the battery and then once it lights up it's like oh wow that's pretty that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah yes that is that is definitely a cool feature okay so so that we got the bus what else what's uh what do you have next on the list they also showed in greater detail the first wave of brightest day figures yes which depending on one's point of view some are really good or really so-so depending i guess on your interest in brightest day too and also just some of the characters so i mean even some of the individual characters, it looks like they've done really nice sculpts with, even if you're not, like, the biggest fan of them. So it looks like the first wave of Brightest Day figures will, will be Firestorm, Mera, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, Martian Manhunter, Green Arrow, Aquaman, and to me the best figure of the group is Boston Brand slash Deadman. He has interchangeable he- heads, and it also looks like he has a loose mask that you can put in his hand. So when you have the Boston brand head, you can have him holding his mask, and he also comes with a white ba- power battery, and he has a he's wearing a white lantern. Ring. Yeah, yeah, no, hands down, that is that's the coolest. The only way it would be better is if it came with a removable trench coat. <laughs> but beggars can't be choosers. No, that's definitely that's I think that's one of the best ones of the line. The other one that you know, taking a look at the pictures, and I mentioned this to Mindy earlier. The figure that I think really looks amazing is Mera. Mera does look good. I mean, most of these sculpts do look good. It's just a question, I think, what, how the interest that everyone's going to have in some of these characters, whether it's going to drive people to buy them. Like, I don't, I mean, my initial guess is they're not going to do as well as, let's say, the Blackest Night figures did. Yeah, no. No, I, I, I agree. I think, well, I think with the Blackest Night figures, you have the, the extra benefit of, like, okay, I'm going to collect every orange lantern, or I'm going to collect any blue lantern that they put out, or I'm going to collect any green lantern figure or any black lantern figure that they make. You know, they're creating these waves, and they each have, like, subsets in them for specific genre, you know, uh, sort of specific team uh, collectors. Um, You don't really have that so much with The Brightest Day. Like, if you, yeah, okay, to some extent you have, Oh yeah, I love Martian Manhunter, and I'm gonna buy every Martian Manhunter figure that they ever make from now until eternity. I mean, there are people out there, I'm sure, like that, but it's few and far between from Martian Manhunter 
you know, as compared to the interest that was generated by Blackest Night in the Black Lanterns. I think that's true. I think it's much more of a crossover appeal because, like you said, you have people who it's like a little bit for everybody. I mean, in case you didn't like one core, then there's always was a figure of another core that you did like, or if you only like the if you only like the Black Lanterns or how how cool they modified their original look and design to make them Black Lanterns. There was a lot of that with this. It really comes down to whether you're whether you're big fans of the characters, I think, or whether you're just a, or a really big fan of the of the series, and then then maybe you'd want to be a completist. I find it hard to believe there's going to be a lot of completists with the brightest day figures. I think there'll be a lot more picking and choosing. Yeah. Now, and like you had said, you know, like you mentioned with the the Blackest Night figures, it would have been a cool idea if they offered a collect and connect build a figure, you know, in here as well. I mean, yeah, they could have done. They could have come up with something they could have come up with something yeah probably unfortunately we know these at this stage of the game dc direct really doesn't do build a figure so they something they probably should branch into i think mm, yeah the one the one thing that i did just realize remember dc direct don't they still make their figures basically to order i think so i think that's probably true it isn't i don't think it's just a i don't think they just you know churn them out the way mattel does right well I mean, I mean, in that case, then, I guess at that point it becomes an issue of like, okay, well, we don't really need something that's going to make people want to buy them because it's basically generated by the interest by the comic shop who's pre-ordering them first, you know, first off. That's true. That could be the way, that could be the way they look at it. Mm, possibly. If they, if they do, you know, get to make a, uh, another wave of these Brightest Day figures, what, are, what, do you, what would you like to see in it? Well, I think it's pretty. They probably would have the new Aqualad, even though we, he hasn't actually been introduced yet in the series, right. but we know it's coming. So that's kind of a given. Obviously, they can't really do the Anti Monitor because he's too big, unless he was a Builder figure. Yeah, or or a deluxe figure like they're doing with Mongol. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, he wouldn't fit in scale, but yeah, they could they could do that. They'll probably do Hawk and they'll probably do Dove. Hmm. We'll see. I think that's the other problem with the Brightest State figures. It's kind of hard to imagine that many super interesting characters that they can do. Obviously, they still have some of the ones that were resurrected they haven't touched yet. Right. So those are ones they'll probably be given. I mean, they'll probably do Zoom, and they'll probably do uh, Boomerang and Captain Boomerang and all those that'll probably finish the list, so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could see them doing those characters. It's just that I don't necessarily see those being big sellers. I don't either. I, I'd, I'd much rather see, say, uh a new costume Wally, you know, over those. And he doesn't, you know, but he unfortunately doesn't really have any role in Brightest Day at this point. They'd be also curious how long, how many waves of these figures they make. And how Brightest Day goes. That's true, too, I guess. I mean, at least at least soon we're going to know, by, you know, by the time issue seven comes out, at least we're going to know kind of like why everybody's back who's back. So hopefully, depending how people react to that, that's probably going to determine how well the series will do from here on out. Mm. Okay, so next up. Next up, I just had a I had a few tidbits related to the comic. Okay. Some reveals during Comic Con that were interesting. There's been discussion, and I think we've all kind of wondered what the Orange Oath is. And while Jeff Johns didn't tell us what the Orange Oath is, he did tell us what it's not, and it's not mine. Yeah, that's that's so bogus. You know, I have a feeling that it's some kind of like it's it's a meta textual joke. Between him and Dan DiDio, where 
like they don't want to give it out because giving out the Orange Lantern Oath would be contrary to the Orange Lantern philosophy of giving something away. That's an interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> it's true, too. You know, it's like they always say how amazing and great it is, and yet they never, ever mention it. That's true. They've been, they've, they have kind of been uh, like leading us on with the Orange Lantern Oath for, what, over a year now, really? Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's going to be in this issue. Wait, no, no, it's not. We're not going to give it to you. Give it to you. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, because the, they, they put out the uh, the magnet set. Well, they had it in previews recently, and it had all yeah. the, the different oaths. And there was Larfley's, you know, the orange oath, and he's saying mine. You know, I mean, that's that's it. I think that's basically it. See, I, I honestly thought that was just a placeholder for the orange oath to begin with. I kind of did. Well, do you think, like, the final product is going to have a different oath? I would like to think so, yes, but it also depends when we find out what the Orange Oath is and when those magnet sets get released. And I did pre-order one of those, so I hope it is accurate by the time it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's going to be funny. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so we're running kind of long now, so let's uh, let's have like a quick fire, just shoot out the, the tidbits of information, and if there's any at the end that we want to like really discuss, we'll, we'll hit them. Okay, I'm almost at the end anyway, so let's see. The Blue Ant Corps is going to get a new leader soon, and it's someone we haven't seen before. So it's supposedly not a character that we know as of now. Okay. There's going to be a second, second Secret Origins, which is going to be focusing on Sinestro. Nice. And that there is a White Lantern Oath as well, and we're going to be told that in the near future too. Those are basically my main comic highlights. And other than talking about Green Lantern movie news, I'm pretty much at the end of my list. Okay. Now, with the new leader of the Blue Lantern, <laughs> have you seen the uh, the previews covers? Well, related to the entities, you mean? Yeah, yeah, for the like the upcoming uh, issues of Green Lantern. Yes. So you know, you know, you have a good idea as to who that Blue Lantern leader is. If that's what they're referring to, though, I wasn't necessarily sure if they were referring to who you know, hosts the entity being their leader. I kind of took it as their guardian, but you were correct. It could very easily be whoever hosts Adara is going to technically be the new leader of the Blue Lantern Corps. That would be kind of cool, I think. We'll see. I'm interested in Adara. I mean, I like the Blue Lanterns a lot to begin with, but I'm interested in seeing Adara and seeing what kind of in, what, how Adara influences or doesn't influence his host. So I'm interested in that. Now that that'll definitely be cool. I think... Like, ever since the the Red Lantern, you know, Rage of the Red Lantern story, they really have not done much, you know, in the way that's very interesting with the Blue Lantern. No, they haven't. You know, it's just like the the Orange Lanterns were attacking them for issues upon issues. <laughs> oh, yes. And then all of a sudden they were just gone. And it's just like, you know, that's that was their entire purpose for being there. They were just like the target of the Orange Lanterns. Like, really? You know, and there's so many unanswered questions with them right now. It's like, okay, Saint Walker, you've been you've been burying people from Blackest Night. Come on, do something, do something interesting. It's 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 tough. You know, it's tough because the Blue Lanterns were like, you know, if not the coolest, then one of the new cool, the coolest new lanterns to show up. And you know, they've just like they've I think they've kind of like dropped the ball you know, in favor of the other cores, and they, they really need to, to get back to the to, to Blue. And and hopefully they will. I agree. I mean, the, blue, the Blues, to me, 
I mean, I like the fact that they really fleshed out, no pun intended, the Red Lanterns a lot, especially towards the end of Blackest Night and, and now. So they are a lot more interesting to me than they were. So I like the fact that they did that. The Blues, I think most people really like the Blues. I mean, I think even if even if you're, we're not truly hope-driven in, in, as individuals, I think we can aspire to be Blue Lanterns. I think they're the most inspirational group. So I, I would like to see more, and I think we're going to, just like we're still being teased about when we're going to find out where the hell the ring Hal Jordan was wearing, where that blue ring went, and who got it. We still don't know that either. Yeah, yeah. Which, was that going to Sector 2814? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so, because I would make sense that it was, because that's not where he was at the time. You would assume it would just... I would say it definitely didn't go to Earth, only because of the fact that we know how they were recruiting members to begin with. They were just going one sector at a time. So either it would go to the next sector in line and just pick one on its own, or it would just, or maybe you would find the closest being who was, you know, who inspired great hope. But we're supposed to find that out, too. So hopefully that'll be something that'll happen this year and not just drag out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely lean towards that ring heading towards Earth. And and as far as, like, the whole process of gaining new new members, well, I mean, it's a good thing that they're going to have a new leader soon because there's nobody to interview them, you know, interview the new candidates right now. They definitely need a membership drive, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what, what are they up to, like, four right now? I think, there, I think there's four that we know of, but wasn't there somebody, like, on one of the splash pages towards the end of Blackest Night? There were, I think there were maybe one or two more blues that we don't know who they were. Besides Worth and uh, him and Sister Cersei, or whatever, I think I think there were a couple that in one of those splash pages with I think with Kyle on it actually. So it might have been in one of the core books. I think it showed at least one or two other Blue Lanterns. Mm. But and I guess we'll find out soon since Solicit or the Guy Gardner series has them going to Odom. Oh, nice. So, so that should be interesting. Okay. Well, that was that was definitely informative, Mark. Thank you very much for that list. Well, thanks for having me, Jim. So, if you want to contact us, we are at lanterncast at gmail.com. You can email us individually at jim at lanterncast.com, dan at lanterncast.com, or jason at lanterncast.com. We have a website, which is conveniently located at lanterncast.com. There you can find all of our episodes or links to our forum page on thecomicforums.com. Or you can hit up our Facebook page, become our friend, or look at the other stuff on the page. There's galleries and tutorials and junk like that. We have a voicemail number, which is 206-600-7357. And if you want, you can also find us on iTunes. All our episodes are on there. You can subscribe to us and leave us a review. That would be awesome. So, Mark, thank you very much for for coming on the episode. You're very welcome. It was a lot of fun, and I'm sure that we will have you on again in the future. Sounds like fun. Okay, and uh, and that's going to do it, everybody. Have a good night.